You're listening to our next episode of BMI Bicharmingu Ini, discussing current affairs, politics, and stories that matter to you. Hello, and this is Norman Go. Well, this is a recording that I had with Vibes, with the former Prime Minister Datuk Sri Najib Razak, who is also the Pekan MP. And the recording was held at the Hilton Hotel in Kota Kinabalu. And here's the excerpt. I would say this is the full episode of our interview with the former Premier who was convicted of the SRC International um, Corruption Case. It involved 42 million ringgit that was deposited into his account. So this recording was recorded on the 20th of September 2020 in Kota Kinabalu, Sabah. In recognition of Malaysia Day on 16 September, it came to fusion during your administration. So it became a new national holiday under your administration. Today we are celebrating both 31st August as National Day or Merdeka Day while 16 September as Malaysia Day. Do you think Malaysia Day should be the new national day for Malaysia? Uh, I think the um, the jury is still out uh, as to whether this should be the case. But if you look in terms of uh, the historical um, perspective, uh, it's very hard to deny Merdeka, Hari Merdeka, 31st August, as our Independence Day, because uh, that that was really the beginning of everything. Uh, even if you look in terms of, if we hadn't been independent, we wouldn't have been Malaysia today, you know, or, or then when it happened. So uh, that that to me uh, should remain Hari, Hari Merdeka Day. But at the same time, uh, being aware that Merdeka alone may hold less significance for people, you know, in 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 Sabah and Sarawak, and, and they 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 have more uh, affinity, if you like, more identification with Malaysia Day. Although it can be argued, like in the United States, um, although uh, the states were became independent on different different times, uh, different day, dates, but uh, they all come together, and there's only one Fourth July, Independence Day for the entire country. You see, so I think uh, I think we, we should allow both, at least in the foreseeable future, and see how and how it where. It, how it plays out, you know, for the country. I don't think there's a problem having two. Uh, I, I think we should we should continue because it holds, you know, different meaning, different significance uh, to different people. So it should be equal prominence. That's right. Well, in a way, but, uh, you know, uh, for Semenanjung, definitely uh, Merdeka, 31st August. Uh, but for here, it's going to be Hari Malaysia. So, Dr. Sri, to the public, there seems to be some confusion over the leadership in AMNO. Uh, while Zahid and Tokmat are elected president as, and deputy president, your popularity indicates they are still very much relevant in the face of party. What do you say about this? I don't think it's a problem because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a party man and I'm doing whatever I can to, to contribute to, you know, the strengthening of AMNO. Uh, Uh, or the revival of Hamno, if you like, after the last general election, uh, that was a critical time when very few people would uh, uh, speak out at that time. You know, uh, perhaps I was a I was a lonely voice, if you like, and, and I fought I fought uh, the PH government in my own way, uh, 
uh, I didn't do the reforma seaway, you know, the organizing uh, demonstrations and and protest movements. But I was very active, uh, posting on my Facebook, especially Facebook, posting and and arguing uh, why we did certain things and rebutting their accusations and putting uh, whatever they did, uh, uh, you know, so that the public understand what was really the basis of certain decisions. And if they were wrong, uh, I was quick to point out why they were wrong. I didn't say they were wrong, but I said, look, these are the facts why uh, the new policies of PH, whatever they state, they stated, uh, were not correct, were not to the interest of the people nor the country, you see. So I stood on a, on the basis of facts and figures. I never strayed on this. I never indulged in uh, character assassination, uh, but I believe that I needed to uh, fight and put things uh, in the proper uh, perspective and, and, and correct whatever um, propaganda, if you like, <laughs> or even lies that were put out, uh, they had to be corrected. And uh, they had a chance. You know, if I say something, they don't agree, they can rebut it. But quite often, when I come up with the facts, they remain silent. You know? They don't want to um, rebut whatever I said. So, after a while, people begin to realize that, hey, look, BN or Dato uh, Najib's administration at that time, they were right, after all, you know. So that contributed, I think, uh, to the revival of AMNO. And also, I think probably this uh, Wasco phenomena was, uh, can be attributed to people wanting to see somebody fighting, a fighter, if you like, you know. And, and people saw me as a fighter in my own way, you know, without, uh, without breaking any, any law of the country, I fought back with facts and figures and uh, and people begin to realize, people can decide uh, who's right and who's wrong. Do you contribute that? Do you attribute that as your, the secret to your uh, popularity now on the social media because, and also contributing to Avno's resurgence? I don't know, I think you have to ask people. I mean, I wouldn't want to uh, make that kind of uh, conclusion, but there must have been something that I did was right. Uh, because uh, I could see that there's uh, a lot of uh, traction and even excitement when I go down to the ground. Uh, but, you know, I have to say this with all humility as a politician. I don't want to overstate my own position. Uh, but I will continue to contribute in my own way. And hopefully this uh, uh, will will make a difference. and. Uh, will help in the revival of uh, AMNO and Barisan National. And as a BN leader without any top national posts, you are still a party asset, a force to be reckoned with. So in politics, where would you like to move from here? I think I'd, I'd like to take one, one thing at a time. I think what, what we need to concentrate now is just the revival phase. And I don't think we want to um, get ahead of ourselves. Uh, it's important for AMNO to feel uh, there is a sense of uh, not only purpose but a sense of unity 
uh, and we work together towards uh, one common objective. Uh, if you if you indulge in too much party politics, uh, then Amno will be fragmented. So, Mr. you've been campaigning on the on the grounds from by election to one to an, one by election to another by election. So this time you've been going on at the grounds in Sabah. What have you observed so far, and how do you see Sabah election going forward for BN and Amno? I think uh, Sabah uh, state election is more complex than the uh, uh, by-elections, the seven by-elections, in which uh, BN won with a thumping majority. Uh, uh, Sabah is a different, different ball game uh, because the political dynamics here are different, or well, the political milieu is different, and uh, you have so many political parties here. Uh, you know, in, in, in a sense, there are national parties. There are also state-based parties, you see. And, uh, uh, you know, the average number of candidates is also unusually large. So votes are going to be split. And uh, when votes are split, it's very hard to determine the outcome. So even if you have, say, 35% of the total votes, you might win because the votes have been split, you see. So it doesn't mean you have the majority, just that you are the majority, the first past the post principle, which makes it more difficult to predict the outcome. And politik kata, Datuk Sri. The party hopping politics has become top hot topic among Sabahans and Malaysians as a whole during the state election. So what's your comment on this? And do you support if the government tables an anti-hopping bill? I think it's about time we, 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 we do it, you know, because uh, it's uh, an affront to the voters uh, because, um, you know, it's so easy for, say, uh, Warisan to accuse or PH to accuse AMNO um, of indulging in, uh, in party hopping, but at the same time, the Sabah government is formed on the basis of uh, party hopping because we didn't lose. Uh, the government switched because uh, few of the state assemblymen crossed over and there is still the uh, constitutional issue of whether it was done in a proper and legitimate way, you know. But I suppose all that is take overtaken by events now there is a state election. Uh, but having a state election doesn't mean that the uh, problem of party hopping will go away. I mean, it will still haunt us. And uh, that will uh, uh, nullify or that will be an, uh, an affront to voters who have picked leaders on the basis of party. Yet, when the individual has been elected, decides to jump, the leader or the state assignment or the MP uh, does not respect you know, the choice of the people because once you're elected, you're elected on the basis of your party and your personality too. There are two elements and quite often the party is, is bigger and stronger than your personal image, you see, except for a few individuals. But by and large, the party is dominant. But yet, uh, when they win, they feel as though they are the one uh, has resulted in, a, in the victory uh, in their own constituency. So I think that's 
this thing is a very uh, uh, confusing state of affairs and doesn't lead to uh, a stable outcome for the country. And stability is, is everything, you know, especially when you talk in terms of uh, an economic recovery for the country. You need a stable government. Uh, you need certainty. Uh, and if you don't have a stable government, then uh, uh, it's very hard for you to engender confidence in a country or in the state, for that matter. It was mooted in parliament that uh, the law should be changed in a way that if a party wins a seat, and even if the MP or the assemblyman decides to yeah. quit the part, uh, Yes. Hop. Yes. So, and the party will still retain the seat. Yes. So, do you think that is the best way to approach this? Uh, there has to be a formula, whether this is the best way or some other way. Uh, the principle, I would agree. Principle, but only the the uh, the formula or the methodology to achieve it. But the principle that if you win on a certain ticket, then you are not. Uh, you shouldn't be allowed to jump ship, if you like, if you, uh, or jump, or party hopping, if you like. Uh, you must retain, the seat must represent the, the, the choice of the voters. Uh, with the long list of the cases you face on trials in the courts today, uh, you've been convicted for the SRC 1DB corruption case, and the case is still being appealed at the appellate. So the trials may go on for a few more years. So do you think you receive a fair trial? Or do you feel that you were a victim of trial by public opinion and media? Well, I, I you know I have to be careful because you know this this could be cited as contempt of court, you see. Uh, but uh, it has to be um, said that this is only the first stage, and it is a, a, a three-stage uh, um, system that we we have ex uh, adopted. In Malaysia, in other words, this is the decision of one judge. Uh, you still have the Court of Appeal and you still have the Federal Court, you see. And uh, the judgment is subject to uh, defence outside arguing uh, whether the judgment uh, was consonant with the principle of the evidence adduced as well as the principle of criminal law. And uh, as you know, um, I have uh, uh, I cited the Islamic principle. Uh, I swore in the name of Allah that uh, I did not receive. I, I I didn't ask for the forty-two million, nor did was the forty-two million offered to me, uh, because I I did that during the trial. I did it during the. Um, uh, what you call the mitigation plea. Uh, there are many other things that uh, we we will argue uh, when the time comes. But suffice for me to say that uh, there are many, many uh, arguments that we have put forth uh, in our defence that was not uh, taken into consideration uh, by the judge. But we will argue this when the time comes. Um, Dato Sri, what, about, what do you think of the current government and the Tan Sri Mohirin Yassin and Perikatan National? Well, as you know, the Prikata National is uh, the government that the MPs support, you see. Uh, but party-wise, uh, we're still on the basis of uh, Mofakat National, as Barisan National is not a member of Prikata National. 
uh, it is not the best sort of situation because there's a lot of confusion on the ground, you see, and uh, voters sometimes are in two minds uh, as to uh, which side they should really support, you see. Uh, I suppose this is uh, a temporary situation until, until we sort it out, come the PRU 15 and, and beyond that. Uh, but uh, what we need to do is to strengthen, uh, you know, AMNO, Barisan National, and in the case of uh, Sumananjo, Mafakat National uh, is the uh, uh, coalition or the uh, platform that has proven itself uh, in the seven uh, by-elections. Uh, but at the same time, we have a Prikatan national government uh, that has also uh, contributed uh, because we are members of the government now, we see. So we're able to do things that we have not been able to do uh, when we were under PH, you see. Uh, so uh, we need to sort this out so that there could be a political uh, a formula and political uh, platform that uh, will uh, create a sense of uh, stability and confidence for the country. Um, the Rastri, in 2008, Patlah lost the two-thirds majority. Then in 2018, the elections, um, Barisan National lost the election. Do you feel responsible for the 9 May 2018 results? Well, as the leader, I have to take responsibility. That's why I resigned. So there's no question of me not taking responsibility. Although, uh, you can argue otherwise. That, you, know, you know, everybody contributed to us uh, in one way or the other to the outcome of the of the results but as a leader uh, there's no way I could run away from that taking that responsibility which I did because I resigned you see uh, but I also uh, decided that uh, I'm not going to uh, uh, dig myself into a hole but I'm going to fight back because I felt a sense of of injustice because they won on, on, a, on a pack of lies and also they won on false promises, uh, which is now we put a case to the people in the seven by-elections and they have realized that, hey, we have made a mistake, you know? A lot of people have come to me personally. They've also uh, apologized uh, when they commented on my postings to say, oh, I, I, we're very sorry, we regret uh, rejecting BN, you know? And and now we think that BN is is the best government, or definitely better than PH. Those are the kind of comments that I'm getting, you see? So, it was a very strange atmosphere before PRU 14, uh, or leading up to PRU 14. But, you know, you know even, you know, GST, uh, you know, was condemned by PH. But now I meet people and say, hey, P telling me that we want GST back, you know, because GST is much better than SST. SST has not led to fall in prices. GST has actually allowed the government to have more resources, uh, you know, to, to not only stabilize the country uh, uh, finances, but also to help the rakyat, you see. 
you know, Brim, for example, helping the fishermen, uh, the smallholders, uh, people uh, having kids in school and all that. Uh, we use Brim money. I mean, we use uh, GST money, you see. And that has resulted in, you know, the kind of growth uh, like 5.9% in 2017, you see. Uh, and during the nine years that I was Prime Minister, our growth rate was higher than Singapore for every single year, you see. So, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, you see. The, uh, the bull run, KLSC, for nine years, uh, it's the longest bull run in our history, you see. Uh, exports all-time high, trade surpluses all-time high, reserves all-time high. Our debts uh, level was falling. Our our deficit was reducing. So all the fundamentals were getting stronger and stronger. You see. So I'm, I'm not just uh, you know saying something. Uh, I'm saying it on the basis that these are facts. Uh, I mean these are facts issued. Uh, by by our central agencies, by by the central bank, for the Bank Negara, issued by the Economic Planning Unit. So all these are numbers and figures uh, that uh, has have resulted in a shift in public opinion, and they realised that uh, they were actually, um, if you like, they were they were being politically seduced uh, to reject Barisan National, when in fact. Uh, Barisan national policies have proven to be far more effective uh, for the benefit of the people and the rakyat and the people and the country. Now, looking back at the three, you have any regrets or what would you do things differently? I think one thing I would do differently, I would, I would, I would have focused more on the combating the lies and uh, the false promises. But I think I, I, I felt that by concentrating on running the country, administering the country, and delivering to the people. You know, I mean, you can have good policies, but can you deliver? I was concentrating on, on these things, the implementation, the execution, and I delivered for the people, you know? I delivered, uh, uh, you know, uh, a transport system, public transport system. That was probably, that's probably one of the best in the world. But that's just the beginning, you see? And I, 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 I have not been able to complete uh, my agenda for the country or our agenda for the country. Uh, and I would probably, uh, you know, um, in the mistaken belief that if you do the good things, people will remember. But unfortunately, uh, when people talk bad about you, uh, that tends to stick much more than the good things you're doing. So I think. I made that uh, error, I suppose, if you like. Uh, that probably would be something that I would do uh, differently. And earlier you said that the public, some members of the public approached you and apologised over their postings and such. And one of the calling cards, that, I mean, one of the calls that the uh, Pakata Harapan has always made in the AP, give us a chance, give us a trial, and so on and so forth. And the public actually gave them that chance. So do you think um, by switch, when they voted for PH and then it switched back to BN coming back into power, that it was a lesson that the nation public needed to learn regarding who had the better policy? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, uh, I think 22 months is long enough uh, for them to, uh, to, to, to make a comparison. 
because uh, within, in fact, lesser than that, they realized that you know, you know, they were taken for a good ride because immediately after the election, they said, "Oh, um, uh, manifesto is, is is not a Bible, bukan kitab suci." They said, "You know," so immediately they, they had no intention of of uh, honoring their promises to the people. And actually, it is a contract, if you like, uh, you know, in, in the legal sense, the spirit of it, because uh, the people give them the votes and they said they promised to do these things in return for the votes. Now, the votes were delivered, but they didn't deliver their promises. So there was a break in a, in, in, in a, in a contract between them and the people. And for that, uh, you know, because they came in, instead of fulfilling their agenda, uh, they went on uh, on the path of vengeance, political vendetta. You know, every day they were thinking, how do we, f how do we, you know, do in all those uh, BN uh, leaders, especially myself and all the others. You see, instead of saying, "Hey," doing in their mindset, they should say, "Look, you know, we've got the men and the people. Let us prove." that we are better than BN. Let us do things differently so that the so-called Malaysia Baru will be really Malaysia Baru. But after six months, they stopped talking about Malaysia Baru because there's nothing Baru about Malaysia Baru. Uh, it's all uh, propaganda on their part. And, and they failed. They failed miserably as a government. And what do you think? Sorry. Okay. Thank you very much, Sri, for your time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Terence has a request. Yeah, as a final favor uh, for us, if you don't mind, um, as a prime minister who booted one Malaysia, and you know tying in with Malaysia Day, and there's so much racial rhetoric going around, would you would you mind saying talking to the camera and giving a message of unity and harmony? You know. Well, I I, I truly believe in uh, one Malaysia. Uh, because one Malaysia is actually about uh, being together as as one nation and moving together so that uh, we move as one people and one nation with a common objective. And I'm sad to see that, you know, this one Malaysia thing has been uh, uh, discarded and even the symbol of one Malaysia, nothing political about it, just one and the Malaysian flag wrapped around it. It's actually a clarion call uh, for us to be together. Yeah, unity, being together, moving together as one nation, one people. And today, when I test the public, uh, Satu, and they still uh, you know, shout, one, Satu, Malaysia. So in other words, it still resonates very strongly with the rakyat. And, 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 I, and I believe that uh, this country can only be a great nation if all the races are together, moving together, a sense of purpose and not at odds with one another. Listen to the full podcast of Bichara Mingo Ini on Spotify, Anchor and Google Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at I'm Nongo for the latest updates on current affairs and stories.